What is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Radcliffe, and it is Friday, August 28th. Oh, baby. One day away from fantasy football draft season. That's why we break out the big screen this morning. Uh, if you're a long-time listener to this podcast, or me in general, are, can you be a long-time listener of this podcast, being that we've only been around for 45 episodes, whatever? If you're a listener of me, long time, uh, people have heard that before, that that thing at the beginning of the show, and they're like, what the heck is that? So it's this butt rocker guy, uh, Jim Gillette, maybe you remember him from if you were around in the 80s, and if you weren't, <laughs> or if you were a baby... Uh, you probably would have no clue who he is, but it, it's a goofy sound that I like to use. Anyway, there's the backstory of that. It's an awesome day. It's an awesome day. We are so close to the big day in fantasy football drafts tomorrow. I can't wait. I got a draft, a home league draft, and I'm telling you, I'm trying to go on radio silent for this thing just to be in the moment, you know, get off Twitter for a minute, put the cell phone aside and just be in the moment with everybody in draft. But last year at this particular draft, I was not able to do that because Andrew Luck retired halfway through it. So let's hope nothing crazy like that happens uh, this year. But we're going to tie a bow on really the big prep. I'll do some more draft talk next week, but we're already going to start shifting gears a little bit next week as well. I know people still have their drafts on Labor Day weekend, so we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna sell you guys short. But we've almost said everything that we can say at this point, so almost a pencils down moment. But I do have three things for you on the show. Three things to remember heading into your drafts if you have a draft this weekend. Very important stuff there. Just key points. No more strategy. Hey, we have so many pods on strategy and all this, and even yesterday breaking down. Uh, my favorite guys throughout the draft. So we're going to get into that in a few minutes here. Of course, before that, got to tell you about Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on MonkeyKnifeFight.com, there are no salary caps. You don't have to play against the Sharks. And that means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, R-A-N-T, you have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're getting into when you sign up to play. Monkeys and Knives and Fights and Sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. And, and again, keep saying it, but definitely a way you can help me out uh, by simply going over there, using the promo code RAMP, put your 50 bucks in, and uh, once the season starts, I'm telling you, it's going to be... It's going to be fun, and it's certainly in our wheelhouse. It is, um, let's say it's similar to uh, player props, so wheelhouse. And we will be talking about my uh, my props throughout the course of the season anyway. Typically, don't get a lot of lines, but now that the, that you know we have a lot of these sports books operating you know, in the U.S., which is a good thing, uh, we get some of these lines on Fridays. So hopefully Friday pods We'll have some uh, early prop bets for you. And we'll talk betting as well throughout the course of the season. Uh, but I uh, want to get into a couple notes before I get into these three things to remember. And 
Man, oh man, don't tease me, Washington. Bryce Love is officially becoming a broke back. I'm telling you right now. Because the Athletic said that Bryce Love would not make the team. This is Ben Standig over there. Would not make the team if Washington decides to keep three running backs. He's saying that J.D. McKissick as the pass catcher is pretty solid there. Of course, Adrian Peterson and Antonio Gibson are basically locked in, right? Uh, but there is a, you're telling me there's a chance uh, that the, the football team is considering keeping four backs on the game day roster. This is uh, in part because of Scott Turner... The offensive coordinator tends to use a lot of two-back sets, so you get that 21 look out there. Uh, okay, I'll take that. You know, I'm still going to throw a dart at him because, I, you know, he. it's not like he's going to be cut. We'll never hear of Bryce Love again. He's still practice squad eligible, uh, so I would assume he would be in, you know, in a practice squad if, if uh, in fact, he doesn't make the active roster. And, you know, remember, when you're on a practice squad, you could be picked up by any team, too. So... Not it's not like not making this team. I, I wouldn't say this is by any means the, the best backfield, but it sounds like they got they have the guys they want there. Whereas there are are a couple backfields in the NFL you look at and you're like maybe they don't exactly have the guys they want on that roster currently, and they may be uh, looking elsewhere. Uh, I should note David Montgomery. The timetable now is two to four weeks on David Montgomery. I have been asked if I'm going to move him. No, I wasn't drafting him where he was going. So he was going in the fourth round. I wasn't drafting him there. I didn't feel the value was right. There is a cap on his ceiling. Tariq Cohen is that cap in that he's not going to be used in the passing game as much as we would want. However, if Montgomery now and his ADP has dropped, you know, you're talking over a round drop now in, in you know, since this news is broken. So if we're talking Montgomery in the fifth round, at a two to four week timetable, then yes, sign me up for that. And the thing that I really like here is, well, of course I like getting value anywhere, but the thing I like is the team has not made a move as of now to add another running back. And I mean, you have Ryan Nall, you, I mean, Cordero Patterson's technically a running back, but are do we really expect to see him, you know, back there pounding the rock 15 times a game? No. Tariq Cohen's not going to do that. Ryan Nall is, he's a guy who I, I I loved coming into the league just because I love deep guys, but he's not, he's not an NFL starting caliber running back. Uh, you, you know, even as a, as a deep guy, I don't know if they want to run him out there, you know, and I get it. Hey, I'm saying it. I love Ryan Nall, but we have to be realistic about this. So the fact that they haven't made any moves right now, I actually think that's pretty good for David Montgomery, especially for us heading into this draft weekend. I know a lot of people are now going to be concerned about Joe Mixon. So he wasn't at practice. Um, the, the Athletic initially reported that, and the initial concern was, oh no, he's holding out. I, I really don't remember situations where players have come into camp, have practiced, and then have said, you know what, screw it, I'm holding out. I do think that Mixon has a little bit more of a leg to stand on than Dalvin Cook in that, hey, if Mixon doesn't, if Mixon actually held out, let's say, Mixon said, screw you guys, I'm going home, right? Pull, pulled a Cartman. Screw you guys. And he just said, all right, I'm out. Well, the next man up is Giovanni Bernard, right? And Giovanni Bernard, it's a little bit different than an Alexander Madison situation. Giovanni Bernard will turn 29 during this season. 
So he is not a long-term option. They like Gio for what he does, in especially in pass pro. Giovanni Bernard's one of the best pass, pass blocking running backs out there. They love that aspect, what he contributes in the passing game. He's just not, he's not an early down guy. And you can you can maybe use him that for a short burst, you know, if Mixon was hurt or whatever, but he's not the answer. Whereas Mixon, younger back, if there if there's a guy who makes sense to extend, it might be him, especially now that you really you, you're you have a young quarterback, so you're not sinking a lot of money into the quarterback position here for the you know the duration of Burrow's rookie deal. I don't know, maybe something happens, but Either way, the report was a little bit blown out of proportion because Mixon wasn't there because he had migraines. So, you know, again, be careful with how how much we run with these narratives. The Dalvin Cook thing is still, people are still running with that. I've had people ask me, well, you know, what if he just plays the six games and then bounces? You know, and he, he gets his six games so he can go to free agency and then he says, you know what, all right, I'm done. How do you think that would look? You know, think about it from this standpoint. These guys are all world athletes, sure, but they are also still people who work for an employer, right? I've worked for plenty of employers, so have you, I'm sure. And let's just say, like, you're you're really good at your job, right? Dalvin Cook's really good at his job. He's one of the better running backs in the NFL. And um, you're thinking about moving on to another job, and you just kind of bail on your current job. And what if your future employer finds out about that? How do you think they're going to feel? You know, and they know it's it, it's not exactly the same thing. You're going to say, "Come on, Jeff," but the reality is, their future employers are going to see that. And yes, there may be a team who still says, "Screw it," uh, but in today's market, where, where you're a running back, you're trying to get paid. I mean, he's made he's he's on his rookie deal. It's on. It's not even four million dollars this year, which not even. <laughs> That's a lot of money for most of us, but still for for him. And if you look at what some of his peers are making, it's not a lot. And so I think he's going to want to do everything in his power to make sure that you know he reaches uh, his full potential this year and he gets paid what he wants to get paid. Or well, he's not going to get paid what he wants to get paid, of course, running backs. But he at least gets paid after this season. So I don't think that's going to happen. And I know that people are going to continue to be worried about that, and that's fine. I'll take advantage of it. Hey, if I'm in the late first and Dalvin Cook falls, giddy up. Giddy up. I love that right there. A few other items really quickly. Damian Harris still getting first-team reps even with Sony Michelle back. I don't know if that's uh, something we should just say is solid now. Highly doubt that. I think they're working Sony Michelle back, and he's going to have a role in early downs, and we're going to have some Belichickery this year for sure. Devin Singletary is still fumbling in camp, so that's not good. Zach Moss continues to rise up the board. I talked about him on the pod yesterday. Benny Snell getting a little bit of buzz. I'm just not sold on Connor as a number two running back. You're going to have to draft him in the third round. That's too early. I, I really would feel comfortable really with Connor in the Fourth, probably. Hey, I don't, I don't want him though. So, guys who I don't want, I, I mean, I have him ranked there. Let's be clear about that. I have him ranked there in that range. But if I don't want him, you know, somebody asked me this in the fantasy football coaching session at FTN yesterday. Well, you know, if you have a guy ranked there, do you have to pick him there? And I said no. And you don't even have to really follow the rankings per se, because remember they don't show ceiling and floor. So I may have him ranked there, but 
I be, I may pass over him for the next guy down and and then really just wait. Like if Connor was there in the fifth round, then sure, but he's probably not going to be. And there's a little bit of art to drafting, no doubt about it. Uh, one other quick note, Andre Dillard now on injured reserve, torn biceps. That stinks for Andre Dillard. Very promising young offensive lineman for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's two. Two injuries to this offensive line. Really tough. They lost Brandon Brooks, who is a stud. Andre Dillard up and coming and you know looks like a future stud. Uh, it's not good, but I'm not moving Miles Sanders at this point. Uh, you know, a lot of what Miles Sanders is going to do as well is not, it's not like he's solely dependent on run blocking. He can create on his own, but they're also smart enough to get him in space. Part of what I love about that Andy Reid inspired system is, is that ability to get these guys in space and let them make things happen. So not, not moving. It's not a good thing, but I'm not moving him. All right. So let's talk about these three things to remember before I do though, got to tell you, Hey, if you have not checked out FTNFantasy.com. You're definitely missing out right now. All my stuff is over there, and a lot of people still catching up to the fact that I'm not at PFF anymore. So all of my stuff is over there, and we have something really cool going on. So if you're a DFS player, we actually have a separate website for DFS. So it's FTNDaily.com. I am going to have a lot of stuff over there, including, hey, yesterday I just did week one of wide receiver cornerback. So I'm excited for that. Of course, that came along with me. That's been one of my babies. Along Mike Clay and I, a long time ago, developed that, and we've sort of taken it with us where we went. And I love that thing. So week one is all set up, already looking at the matchups, already predicting shadow situations. That's all going to be available to you at FTN Daily. So here's the deal. FTN Daily, if you sign up for a football uh, subscription at FTN Daily, you get FTN Fantasy for free. That's pretty good. It's, it's not. It's nothing to, to to wag a finger at. That's pretty good right there. And if you use the promo code Rat Pack R A T P A C K, then of course you get five percent off. So you get five percent off of the daily sub. Then you get the free fantasy sub. I mean, win win, winner winner. Love it. So go check that out. Use that promo code Rat Pack. All right, that'll help you out there. Pushed hard to get that promo code, all right? The bosses. Anyway, let's do these three things to remember on draft day. And these are really, it's not the draft day checklist per se, but more of a mindset thing than anything. And the first thing that I I preach over this time of year is, you know, this is a game. It's not just the weekend, you know, when I'm playing Team A, uh, it's not just that. That's not just the game you're playing. You're playing an entire game, and part of that game is the draft. So, make your opponents pay for their mistakes on draft day. In order to do that, you have to be paying attention to what they're doing, of course. That's key, but make them pay. If they let value slip, make them pay. Don't worry about your roster, especially in the early rounds. You worry about your roster in the middle and late rounds. But in the early rounds, I had a caller on my SiriusXM show talking about, well, you know, uh, it looks like Devontae Adams, it was a keeper league. Devontae Adams is going to be the best pick for me. But I'm going to be thin at running back. So should I draft somebody out of the Chris Carson, Le'Veon Bell, blah, 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 that range, right? You know what I'm talking about. And I was like, no, do not do that. Make them pay. If they're going to leave 
Devontae Adams, because I think he was the third pick and there were two running backs who were probably going to go before him. But if Devontae Adams is there, you know, don't don't give that to your opponents. And it's not really a mistake there it's so early in the draft. But still, you're 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 making them essentially pay for you getting this awesome receiver in this spot. Right. It's it, that sort of thing trickles throughout the first couple rounds. So if if let's say your opponent, you're at four, and your opponent does make that decision to pass on him and get one of those running backs, make them pay, right? Make them pay for their mistakes. And really, the key part of that is just paying attention to what they're doing. And some of them are not going to have precise strategies, but still, paying attention to what they're doing is key. Another thing to remember, so number two on my list, rankings are good, tiers are better, draft board is best. Rankings will cause people to make mistakes on draft day. You can make them pay for those mistakes. Tiers aren't going to make as many mistakes. If you see somebody using tiers for their drafting, I think they understand that they have to be a little bit more flexible. But the draft board is really the best approach. And people see my draft board over at FTNFantasy.com. It's in the draft guide, right? The game plan draft guide. You see my draft board and you see the top 60 and people will say, well, why did you give the top 60 rankings and then no other rankings? And you keep saying rankings are good, but they're not great. Well, the reason why I do that is I want to set that expectation of these are the early round picks in this draft. If it's a 12 team league, these are the guys who are the early round picks. So I'm not saying draft directly down that list, but really you want to try and exhaust that list. Because if you load up, let's say, let's say you get seven guys from that list. Well, you now have seven top 60 players, seven guys who are early round picks, but you only have five early round picks, right? So you actually, your roster is just a little bit better now than everybody else's. And when you do that, you set the stage for what you're going to do in the middle and late rounds to make you even that much more just a little bit better, right? Uh, I, I think that's that's a good way of thinking about it. And then the rest of the board is really set up so that you won't be getting sniped, so that you'll always have players to take they may not always look the best to you but the draft board is set up that way so it's kind of combining the best of rankings and tiers into one sheet of paper and that's really it you know it's really that simple and you can print mine out very easily just using the draft guide you can go to the pages that there are there's one for all four uh, major uh, setups so non-ppr half point ppr ppr and superflex slash 2QB. Uh, finally, the third thing to remember, make sure you get value with each of your picks. That's really key. Getting value is so key. I know we preach it, and it's sometimes it's one of those things where you say it so many times, you just assume that people know what you mean, and maybe you don't. So really what that means is either getting a guy where he's, a, he's valued on your board, or you get him after that point. If you're drafting him before that point, you know, let's say... You know, for example, um, you know, I just said Chris Carson. So let's say you value Chris Carson as an early fourth round guy, but you draft him in the early third. You didn't get value on Chris Carson. You actually paid more than what you think he's worth. And it's just like anything in life. If you're paying more, now granted, there are times where you could pay more for something and then it end up being even more valuable than what you paid for it, sure. But more often than not, your valuation is there for a reason. And so, if you paid more and let's say he hit your value, he ends up being basic, basically worth a fourth round pick, you paid too much for him, right? So you set those values up for a reason and the goal is to get a guy at where you value him or below. 
Now, if it's a couple picks ahead, not the end of the world, but a full round ahead is a lot. And especially when we talk about these these deep guys, you know, I saw somebody draft uh, uh, Damian Harris in the eighth round. You know, that's two or three rounds ahead of where we're valuing him currently. And I know he's rising up the board, but that's too much. I saw somebody draft Bryce Love in the 10th round. That's three or four rounds ahead of probably where he should be going right now. That's too much, and it's very rare that you're actually going to return on your investment there. So making sure you're getting a guy at where you value him or, better yet, after where you value him, and your roster is going to be very, very strong. So those are the three things to remember. Awesome stuff right there. And that's it for today. That's it for really the bulk of fantasy draft season. We, of course, will be back on Monday, continue to talk some draft stuff. We got to start looking forward to week one as well. But in the meantime, stop by FTNFantasy.com or FTNDaily.com. That's probably your best bet. Do that daily. That da- the football subscription with the 5% off with promo code RATPAC and get fantasy for free. I mean, that's awesome right there. Premium products. Premium products. Keep reviewing the show on iTunes. Love how the Rat Pack has supported us there. Really appreciate that. Easiest way to do so is open up the podcast app on your iPhone. Scroll down when you get to my uh, my podcast. Scroll down to the bottom. Click the stars. It's that simple. really is. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter. At Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Hey, if you have a draft this weekend, I'd say good luck. But you know it isn't about luck, baby. Let's just crush these things. Make your opponents pay. Use that draft board and get value. There you go. Catch you on the flip side of the weekend for another edition of The Pod. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.